0: parenting is hard few of us feel up to the task the world is shifting quickly and dramatically all of us feel the changes affecting our families the stress and pressure can be intense we are here to help sort the good and the bad provide insight and bring hope welcome to brilliantly brave parenting we're so glad you stopped by
1: Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Mathias, and I want to welcome you to our third episode of Season 4 of Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I'm here with my sidekick and co-host, Robert Beeson. So to me. Brad. Always, yes. I'm happy to be your sidekick. Well, I'm happy to be your co-host. So.
2: Excellent. Well, I'm excited about this interview today.
1: Yeah, so describe for our audience, where are we at? What are we doing? This is a little out of our norm.
2: We are at a house that was built in the 1800s here in Franklin, Tennessee, and it is now the recording I don't know what you call it, um, hub of the legendary Michael W. Smith. And uh, so we are beyond thrilled to have you with us, Michael. Thank you very much.
1: Yes, welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting, Michael. It is an honor to have you on our show. Thank you. Yeah. So I've been uh, getting to know an old friend of yours, Joey Ciccolini. Do you call him Joey or Joe? I call him lots of things. Okay.
3: (laughs) Cheech. I call him the Cheech. Cheech. Joey. Hey, Joey.
1: Hey, Joey.
3: Hey, Joey. All right. You know, hey.
1: Well, you know, I I get the (laughs) blessing of being Joey's pastor. uh, Yes. So I've gotten to know him and Ann and their family over the last few years. So I've heard a lot of stories uh, about life on the road with you. And one thing that always resonated with me is that you're the real deal, that there's an authenticity to your faith, that you're not just a superstar, that there's something behind you. And as I got to sort of Talk with Joey and get to know a little bit more about him. There's something real about him, too, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's got a real and genuine faith. And so I think for our audience, as we walk through life, uh, one of the greatest legacies that we could leave our kids is the legacy of an authentic faith, mm-hmm. not a perfect faith, not one that's totally dialed in all the time. But one that's genuine and true, and something that's been modeled to them. Mm -hmm. And so, as I look at your career, I look at what you've done and the millions of lives that God's used you to touch. Uh, Let me just say thanks for that. Thanks Mm -hmm. for being faithful.
3: Well, thank you. It's been a remarkable journey.
1: So there's a that
3: I could not have orchestrated, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people uh, who are always looking for the next thing or the next new idea that's coming around, and As I've watched and sort of gotten to know, preparing for this show, I've seen that you've really been very intentional about using music as a tool for parents to share their faith. And so for that, I think you've really stepped into a new chapter as a grandfather, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. What have you been up to?
3: Well, um, life is busy around the Smith House. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a it's 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 the new norm a little bit because the norm for years was raising five children yeah. and raising yeah. five children with me being on the road and getting back and, you know, jumping on a plane, landing at midnight and driving carpool the next day. You know, I did that for 13 years, you know, um, and now all my kids are... Grown up, they're married, and now they're having kids. We're fourteen grandkids, mm. and uh, another one on the way. Oh which um, you know, we're seven and seven, so we'll break the tie again—seven <laughs> boys and seven girls. So we're all just really, really close, and we love being together. Um, we all like really like each other,
2: <laughs> which That's is awesome. really
3: awesome. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we we were just like any other normal family. I mean, the kids fought when they were little and all the kind of stuff it's so fun to watch your kids become best friends as they've gotten older so um, I love being G-Daddy that's what they call me G-Daddy 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 yeah (laughs) and they call Deb Nana and it's just it's awesome and we love when they're over Um, what are the ages of the grandkids uh, the oldest is 11 okay and then the youngest is almost 9 months old wow so uh,
1: that's quite a range yeah it is so
3: when when, uh, so when they all come over It's the beautiful chaos, man. It's I mean, it's great, but it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Right. You know, and they all leave, and I went, you know, I look at am going, what just happened for the last three hours? You know, but it's all good, though. It's just, it's just an awesome thing, and it's a beautiful chapter for us.
2: How's it different being a grandparent versus being a parent?
3: Well, they leave. Yeah, they leave, and the you know, um, it's it's not as hard, Hmm. you know. Um, you know, being a parent and getting yeah. them to bed, nightmares, whatever they're going through. You have to be there 24-7. And mm-hmm. as a grandparent, you don't. But I would say as a grandparent, though, um, you know, we pray for our kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So to me... Um, I, I feel like I'm parenting on some level, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. But it's a, a different kind of deal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just more being G-Daddy, and, and I and I look forward as they get older and become teenagers, you know, what that's all going to look like, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, I, ho- I hope to live a long, I want to live a long life just because I just want to see them grow up mm-hmm. and be there for them.
2: Do you see the way you and Deb parented coming out in your kids now, and you're like...
3: Absolutely. I mean... so.
2: What, what watching you,
3: we, my watching my girls, yeah. do what Debbie did, and uh, and it's sort of like a deja vu thing. It's yeah, sort of an epiphany when you see Whitney, uh, either maybe correcting the kids mm-hmm. or, or or her demeanor, mm-hmm. and they am going, oh my gosh, that's my wife. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, which is cool. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. and, and then, a or, or maybe I didn't see didn't that necessarily tell them. Say like again? modeling.
2: They're not yeah. necessarily going off of what you guys told them no, to do. They they've no. picked up. That's how important the model it is. is I'm telling you
3: what: actions speak louder than words. You can, you can talk and teach, and and there there's room for teaching and there's Mm -hmm. room for correction. But I'm telling you what: they watch every move you make, Mm -hmm. and yeah, and I certainly didn't do everything right. But I think if you would, um, I think if you interview my kids like a one-on-one, I think they would all tell you that they were more important to me than my career.
1: Mm. Oh, see now, I love hearing that But I think for uh, parents out there, there's always that tension between making sure they're providing taking care of their family versus having the time to spend with them and I think that tension's really strong for dads,
3: yeah, yeah, um,
1: so for you to say that, looking back is such an encouragement, and I think there's a lot of guys who need to hear that right now
3: well yeah I've, I, I agree, and um you know, sometimes I think, uh, you know, we've got dads who uh, maybe didn't have the model that I did. I mm-hmm. felt like I had yeah. the best dad in my the dad entire world. Amazing. He was just incredible and went to heaven in November 15 and still grieving on some level with that. But he, I, I'm, I think I'm so much like my dad because my dad modeled what a good dad and a good That's husband awesome. is, you know. So, yeah. um, You know, some guys can't break the generational curse. You know, they come from abusive dads, and that's a whole other level of just trying to break through that and trying to Mm -hmm. break that curse. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just, just it's really interesting because I have a lot of these young kids coming up to me who have young families who are in the music business, and we live a very strange and wonderful life. You know, it's it's just so different. You know, we don't go to get up at seven and go to work and. Like a lawyer or a doctor, you know what I'm saying. We don't have we have strange hours, you know, Um, but you know, just trying to figure. They all want to know how'd you do it, you know, how do you or how do you do it or how'd you survive success, you know. So, I think it's a real challenge because I think they they sometimes get a little uh, off center. About oh I got to provide for my family I got to provide for my family and they're gone two hundred days out of the year and I'm Mm -hmm. going you know what that doesn't work yeah it's not sustainable this it's it's not sustainable and well I got to pay the bills well you know what get a smaller house Hmm. you know just change your lifestyle you know because it's more important that you be there first and foremost for your wife but for your kids as well.
1: Man, I I love to hear uh, stories like that of heritage you're describing. I can see it in your eyes as you're talking about your dad. Yeah. Just that connection, um, the transfer of faith that was done so well. Yeah. And now you are transferring your faith, not only to your kids, but to your grandkids with this new project. And uh, I read a little bit uh, of the press release just about the fact that you've taken sort of your hit songs You've sort of turned them now over to these these grandkids and lullaby. Tell me, yeah, what made what made you decide well, to try that? I've always
3: wanted to do a children's record for a long, long time, even when, when my kids were young, you know. But you know, your your career is thriving, and you're just trying to figure out where you fit where you fit all that in, you know. So I knew at some point down the road, you know, maybe if the people stop buying my records, <laughs> maybe <laughs> if the people stop coming, then okay, I'll make the children's record then, <laughs> you know. But thankfully, they're still coming. I'm blessed beyond measure, and I thank you, God. And but I think the grandkids. I think that's what um, I think reading st- reading these books to my grandkids when they spend the night these last five, six, seven years. Uh, I'm going. I need to write a book. Yeah. I, 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 maybe it's time to do that lullaby record. You yeah. know? So it's a long story, but we we felt like the time was right, and we we uh, we felt like we needed a partner. We. Um, Someone who really understands the whole kids thing, you know, and, and Mike Naraki from you sure. know Veggie Tales and yeah. Larry the Cucumber, <laughs> uh, we pulled him in, and he has just been so much fun to work with, you know. So he helped sort of develop these carrot characters, Eddie Bear and Sleepy Puppy and Sandy Lammy, and, mm-hmm. and I love uh,
1: Sleepy Puppy. Uh, yeah, Sleepy Puppy's <laughs>
3: awesome. Um, and then just trying to get your kid—it's a book book just that that, that has. Lots of faith element in the book, you know. But, but we're just trying to get your kid to go to sleep. Who did not want a, yeah, a resource to try to get your that. kids to go to sleep, you know? Because sometimes that's difficult, you know. So we've got the book called, you know, the Nighty Nights, and then the, we have the Lullaby Record. That's sort of they're sort of a companion, but you can you can buy them separate. So fun putting the Lullaby Record together. Tyler, my son, mm. one of my sons, my composer, uh, produced that. That's record. cool. Yeah. All so in the family. Yeah, we had a lot. We had a lot of fun.
1: That's cool. You know, I'm a recent grandfather. I have uh, a nine month old grandson. Uh, both of my girls got married last year, about four months apart. Just decided it was time. There you go. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm that sort of gushing grandpa. I only have one. You have fourteen. About to have fifteen. So. I'll be. I would be out of control if I had yeah. that money. Well, you're off to a good start. Well, I, but yeah. so all of a sudden I have a squirrel. Like I could chase this whole discussion as far as we could go with it because I could see myself reading these books, listening yeah. to these songs with my little Micah. Uh, I know a lot of our audience have grandchildren yeah. and or small children of their own, and to just know that there are new resources out there that are being developed that come from a great place, a really healthy place spiritually, that are appropriate for all ages. Man, that's awesome! Yeah, That's good stuff.
3: Yeah, we're we're excited. This is the beginning of. This is probably the first book of many to come. You know, we're we're starting off with three, but mm-hmm. um, this was the this is the first one, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue to develop these characters. You know, this uh, Eddie Bear, Sleepy Puppy, Sandy Lammy, and we'll see what what's in store for them in the future, so.
1: It's awesome. Yeah. It is awesome. It's gonna happen to you, and yeah, then, let's, then you're gonna I'm, line up, you're I'm gonna be like, could Michael, could you, yeah. I'm anxious to
2: get there good. at some point, but not quite yeah. yet. I wanna go back to that, something that you said that I think is so critical. You talked about the way you and Debbie raised your kids, and, and it was passed on to you, and you see these uh, other people coming up through the industry, and it, it is a crazy, crazy industry. Um, there's a lot of crazy career paths, though. Um, what do you say to the to the dad who is tempted? And and you said one thing: you'll know, get a smaller house. But what do you think? There's something as you look back on your life that you think you did right in relation to what you said earlier that that your kids were before the career. And there's some fundamental things that you you saw your dad do yeah. that you picked up on. But when you're giving advice to somebody that that didn't have that modeled for them, yeah. What are some specific, because, you know, I look at my life, and my dad, I I, I'm, I have a relationship with him, but career, in, in our case, ministry, we are a missionary. Family. Yeah. And I think that happens a lot if you're in ministry. Yeah. You feel caught up in the calling. Yeah. To the detriment of your family. Yeah. So speak to that a little bit, yeah. because I think that's really, it's a yeah. key factor.
3: Well, yeah, and that's the temptation of, of getting caught up in your calling mm. and neglecting your family, you know, mm-hmm. and it, that. There's something wrong with that picture. Was
2: it a discipline for you that you did, or was it it just come?
3: You know, watching my dad the way he was with my sister and I, I just wanted to be like my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, and I knew that it was important that I'm that I'm there, that I'm present Present. with my kids. And I remember Deb and I talking. You know, when the whole thing took off and I was open for Amy Grant, and all, you know, the, you just felt like there was the win as you were back. And because yeah. I kept, when I finished that first record, I, I remember going, Thank you, God, I got to do, a, I got to do one record. Right, right. My dream came true. If I never get to do another record, Thank you, God, you I got it. to do one. Yeah. And then two, three years later, you just feel this thing sort of the momentum going. And then I remember Debbie and I sitting down and talking and going, You know what? Um, there's more chance of us being a casualty than not. So we're going to make some rules. Hmm. And um, I said, I'm never going to be gone more than two weeks from my family, from from you and the kids. That's just... Ground rules. It's ground rule. And even if I have to cross the pond and come back right. and cross the pond, and I was never gone more than two weeks, you know, maybe one time when I was in Australia, when our... Flight got canceled or something, but I mean, it was just, just, we just did it, you know, and I came home and I flew home a lot, you know, and I did that whole carpool thing, getting home late. Joey knows about all those crazy trips, you know, coming home late at night and and driving carpool at 7.20 the next day, you know. So um, I think it was, I think it was that. And then I think, you know what, I think you got to have a, whatever you want to call it, your church, your tribe, your small group of Who you walk in this journey with? Yeah, you know, yeah. the ground and, you. and, and common, common ground with people who the, you're and who love God and and, and want to finish well and want to do the right thing and don't want to ever see your family come apart. Yeah, you know, and and we've had that group of people. We've had six, seven couples. You know, that have walked this walked together for twenty seven years. Wow. I call it our. It's our little church. It's all, our small group. You know, mm-hmm. that we're all. We've just been walking life together and we've been through a lot of tough times. And, you know, we've lost a few people. Mm. I think about Bill Lee, you know, my mm. great friend running for governor and lost his first wife, who was my wife's best friend, and a mm. horseback riding accident, four kids affected by all that, you know, just like, uh, you know, and just walking through that stuff. And so there's going to be stuff that's going to happen, you yeah. know, and so you've got to have a team of people versus being a lone ranger. If you're a lone ranger, you're going down,
2: which is a temptation for guys a lot is to do this on their own.
3: Yep. I yeah. can do this. And you're,
2: I know I can, you have I, a very... I can do this. We all... Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the macho I, thing. We don't need any I can do we'll, it. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, I remember the first time I encountered you, we had the privilege of working together a bit. And I remember when I first, just kind of on the periphery, would hear about, well, Michael's coming back after every show. I remember going, gosh, that must be exhausting because I, I know that you would... Leave the stage. You get on a plane. You come home so you could be here in the morning, and you go back out. and And I think I was thinking that's crazy. What you know that? But in retrospect, now that I'm kind of like thirty thousand feet and gone, that was wisdom. And I know a lot of it. A lot of what you um, credit is how strong Debbie was as an anchor at home, yeah, um, keeping you grounded and keeping priorities in place. Um, I'm interested to to talk to. A wife out there or a mom out there, that knows that her husband is just trying to do his best to support, um, to support the family, yeah. but she's feeling kind of left out. Were there some things that some ways that Debbie let you know like, hey, maybe we're getting a little out of whack that you can share with moms out there like, hey, try this. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I'm. I know there were times that she felt alone. I
1: think that's called a glare.
3: Yeah, is called I was it
1: that's a glare. <laughs> I don't it's mean It's called a long mind. glare.
3: Oh <laughs> I remember I, well I do remember this, which is like I never ever did this again. I remember, you know, she was home and she just had the third and this was Tyler and and um I'm in Hollywood doing some TV show and I'm out by the pool and I'm calling my wife, hey, what's going on? Said, I'm out here laying out by the pool in Hollywood. Yeah bad, bad choice <laughs> bad choice of words you know you just don't
2: I'm changing diapers at home yeah at the, at the you know
3: on. um you know what I think for the wives I just think I think I think communication is the is the key mm. just you know I- I- even if maybe he's not communicating just communicate just mm-hmm. communicate and just support you know and 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 more than anything pray for your husband pray. that that he Will love me like Christ loved the church, Mm. you know. And you can't make him do that, right? But I just think, um, you know, it's so funny because Deb and I, if when we did have arguments, you know, even if she was wrong, I would always say I was sorry before Mm. I went to bed Mm. because I just wanted to be because I'm a peacemaker. I just wanted wanted everything to be okay. So I think if you've got two people who just will do anything just to make amends and just, the I mean, the love is that deep. Whatever yeah. it takes. You know what? Hey, I, I blew it. Mm-hmm. You know? I say for both husbands and wives, if you know, if you, if, if you made the, if you made a wrong choice, if you made a bad decision, just say it. Yeah, I Man, I, I screwed up. I just, uh, I didn't mean it. Yeah. I didn't mean it. I said it that way and just, just confess and communicate. And what happens with couples is that they argue and everybody's gonna stand their ground and then the the divide gets wider and wider and wider, and then all of a sudden months later it's really wide, and then all of a sudden six months later you're in trouble mm. and that's yeah debbie and I never did that
1: yeah you know? yeah i I'm so encouraged to, to hear those stories because I think uh you said something really specific, you said uh the kids have to be important, but my wife has to be most important yeah. I think i'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. pretty close to what you said, I think. Uh, for a lot of couples out there i think they can get out of balance over investing in the kids Right. Like, where their entire life sort of rotates around them right and they forget that they're a couple right that there's a nucleus to the family yeah and uh, i'm so uh, that's so wise of you to notice that and and god gave you that and probably from your father as well just modeling to you that that your wife is the queen of her home in a right. sense that right. she's really the center of your affection. and yeah. She's the first lady. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the first lady, I love that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and I, I think for uh, dads and, and for parents out there, our culture right now has them running really hard, plugging their kids into every kind of possible extracurricular activity. Right. Right. I mean, even in my lifetime, I'm 48, and I can look at the difference between when I went through school, my kids went through school, and now even kids in the pastorate that I'm with, these guys are in everything. Right. I mean, they're not they're never taking a break. Yeah. I mean, every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is just packed with yeah. something. And so what would you say to a family who's feeling just a little thin, stretched out, maybe yeah. overcommitted?
3: Well, I think you can get your kid you think you can get your kids involved in too many things. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's um, we want to see our kids thrive. You know, we're trying to get them out there and see what they what mm-hmm. what they do well. And then you want to support them, and then you, just, you get yeah. caught up in all of that. Yeah. And then it's all about the kids, you know? And I think that's unfortunate because, you know, I've seen so many couples who are so into their kids, and all their kids grew up, and all of a sudden they're not married anymore. Right, you know? yeah. You know? And so, yeah, I think it's just, first and foremost, you've just got to, man, you've got to nurture the relationship with your spouse. You know, I mean, that is key, key, key. Because if that thing falls apart, then it affects your kids. It affects their kids. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, the generational thing. I mean, we're going through a little thing with our family now that's really, really tough. Mm -hmm. You know, and, um, you know, we've had somebody who's left the family, left Mm -hmm. one of my girls, and it's just awful. It's awful. And so, but it goes back to that where was dad? Mm -hmm. Where was dad? You know, and so, yeah, so it, it, what, whatever it costs, you know, you just, it's got to be a priority, you know, yeah. got to be priority. And it's been yeah. this September 37, 37 years for Deb and I. Wow. Yeah.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. And no, no family's perfect. And no. You've had your ups and downs, oh, just like everybody. We and all blow
3: it. Our kids break
2: our hearts sometimes and then they make us really proud, but we right. don't have that central core it's really it's really hard to to pass anything along yeah you know, meaning but i mean that i'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth now i mean as being a single parent for eight years and now being married again it can be restored and things can absolutely can be better absolutely and, you know but it's just it's really important to, to nurture the relationship that you have at home with your wife first and format, for, Yeah. first and foremost even above career kids activities whatever that has to be sound. right
3: and you know what, at the end of the day, I mean, the most important thing is Jesus has got to be in the center of Absolutely. it all. I mean, that's sort of, you know, of all the things that come our way, you know, and sometimes it's awful, you know, like what we're going through now. And sometimes you have this, the most amazing things going on, but mm. just trying to juggle all that, but just going back, going, guys, don't forget. Mm. What's, what's the root here? What's the most important thing? He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. That's right. That's what he said. And so I believe that. So whatever whatever it is that you're going through, he's got your back. Mm. He just got your back. So so and, and thank you know, for me, I mean, to, I, I would be to, I would not be sitting here talking to you guys if it hadn't been for Deb. Mm. She's extraordinary. She's she, well, she's just a golly woman, and she's just got this thing about her. How she carries herself. She's so humble, and mm. she's a, and she and, and you know what, her mom and dad were divorced when she was eight years old. Mm. You know and she went through the battle with anorexia, and I think that was a part of, you know, 78-pound senior in high school, wow. Seen pictures, you know. and wow. So just fighting that approval, mm-hmm. um, thank God she got healed, you know, and, yeah. um, and she's come out on the other side of it and turned into this extraordinary yeah. person. Well, that's
2: the amazing thing about God is that even the brokenness sometimes— it's through the brokenness that something is born that is even Absolutely. bigger and 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 and
3: than you, brighter ever, than you could exactly. ever imagine. Exactly. Yeah. Ever, so that's God. That's what God absolutely.
1: does. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Michael, it has been um it's been fun just to have yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time, your insights, your wisdom. You're that's welcome. awesome. Um Robert, do you have any last thoughts or Questions before we That's sign the off? glare that, that I just gave you. That, that,
3: not <laughs> Michael, like that. Wisdom from the Pope.
2: Come on, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> There's no wisdom, Michael, we're honored that you spend time with us. And just, I have so much respect and admiration for what you and your whole family have done, and just grateful for, for you taking time out to
3: talk to us today. So
2: thank you. You're welcome.
1: You. Thank you both. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in this week for Brilliantly Brave Parenting. And I'm your co-host, Pastor Brad Matthias. signing off with... I'm not, Yes. Thanks, everybody. God bless. See you next week.
0: Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a nonprofit organization dependent on the support of friends like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week.
1: Well, we're very excited to announce a partnership with the guys that we know from Boise, Idaho, Robert. Yes, we are. New release
2: today. They're fantastic. Very, very relevant for what's going on. If you want to discover new music in the Christian realm, that's kind of the only place to go.
1: Yeah, and not only do they have amazing music and amazing reviews and just a lot of information about Christian artists, but they are creating with us a brand new devotional product call it IRL Resources. Do you know what that stands for, Brad? I found out. You did? What does it stand for? It stands for in real life. That's exactly right, Brad. Very good. In
2: real life, because a lot of times we have these standard devotionals that that, that we see, and and we thought that it would be kind of cool to use their expertise in Christian music, couple that with actual scriptural and devotional thought that digs you deeper, not only into the song, but incorporates it into real life. And so it's a very vibrant and very awesome resource for families and for pastors.
1: Yeah. And so if you uh, have a preteen or a teen in your home and you're looking for a new devotional to do weekly, we have a digital subscription online at IRLresources.com. It's very inexpensive. The first study is free to check it out. There's nothing to lose. You should go there and see what's the latest thing in Christian devotional. Absolutely. You won't regret it. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out
0: Tween. Check us out at iShineLive.com.